Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? What do you think of Jim and Pam? They are both kind, silly, smart, and are the people that everyone wishes they could be like. there hello <laughs> welcome to romantic comedy commentary.com or as sarah chooses to say romcomcom.com which is apparently a mouthful our buddy elliot this weekend mm-hmm. was having a real problem getting it out a lot of people just look at me when i say it but i feel like it rolls off the tongue sarah i like, and I like it. it quite a bit uh <laughs> and this week we're gonna try something completely different we had mm-hmm. a good friend of ours good friend of the show jared was shooting us some text messages. And one of the things he said was, I wish you would have some shorter commute episodes. He lives out in Denver and apparently has quite a commute. Yeah. Like a 20, 30 minute commute, which Hmm. I guess isn't a crazy commute, but you know, we kind of pondered over, well, how would we do that? What do we cut down? And then Jared, uh, like, uh, like the, the winged Phoenix. He is (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) came to us and said, well, what about, have you guys watched that? that office episode where Jim gives Pam the teapot for Christmas and, mm-hmm. and like the clouds parting before us, Sarah and I realized TV shows can be romantic yeah. comedies. So we're going to do thing. Yeah. So we're going to try and do some mini episodes here of TV romantic comedies mm-hmm. and see if they can be romantic comedies and how they differ from movies. And sure. you know, we're in uncharted territory here. Yeah. So just hang on and enjoy <laughs> our, you know, first couple commute episodes. Yeah. And, you know, also to lift the uh, the veil a little bit, uh, yours truly on the editing side, it's easier to edit a 30-minute episode mm-hmm. than a two-hour episode. Yeah, so that's true. this is a bit selfish, too. But the first one we're going to do is going to be what Jared suggested. It is from... The Christmas Party episode of The Office. Season two. Season two. It's actually the first Christmas episode they have. But there have been many since then. (laughs) But it is great because uh, Jim and Pam are still friends. But Jim clearly wants there to be more. And Pam is still with Roy, still engaged to Roy. Well, let's step back for a second. What if someone hasn't seen The Office, Sarah? Can you give a very, very quick Jim and Pam? When we do, how about when we do these... Mm-hmm. We concentrate and we have to give a synopsis. Sure. We concentrate on the, the romantic comedy couple that we're kind of talking about. Do you mm-hmm. want to give just a real quick, quick setup in case someone is unfamiliar with uh, yes. Jimbo? Sure. So the office is set in Scranton, Pennsylvania in an office park slash building. And the company is called Dunder Mifflin. They sell paper. Jim is a salesman. Pam is a receptionist. She's engaged to a guy named Roy. He has been pining for her for at least a couple of years. That's how the first season starts with their kind of, what is the word? Sam and Diane romance (laughs) to reference back (laughs) to Cheers and uh, will he, won't he kind of situation. So it's Christmas time in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's the holidays. (laughs) And uh, didn't we just get out of Christmas? We did, yeah. We're we're, still We're catching this a little late. Yeah. 
and uh, they do a secret Santa. So everyone has bought a specific gift for another person in the office. It's a $20 limit. And Jim has given Pam a teapot because he knows that she wanted to brew tea. And then he's filled it with other like inside jokes and a picture of himself from high school that she thought was hilarious and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Michael got a Christmas bonus for firing. I can't remember what his name is. Just some guy I, yeah. in the other in the at the end of the season or the beginning of the season of like three grand. And, and he was feeling guilty. So he bought a four hundred dollar iPod for Ryan. And then in the exchange, Phyllis gets him a um, mitten of um, an oven mitt that she knit herself and does that hurt you as someone who knits quite a bit what that someone got a knitted present and was like i don't want this thing uh it didn't hurt me necessarily i don't think it was very well made honestly <laughs> all right keep going never mind i shouldn't like, cut you off we'll, we'll, it was we'll get clearly it knit it was clearly a knit mitten and i couldn't tell too much about the stitching but the thumb was not right but then she like glued um a piece of like black felt to the inside of it and that was just like glued on poorly and clearly production did that on purpose to make it look not great you know who knows if phyllis vance well future phyllis vance is actually a knitter but anyway i digress um (laughs) (laughs) and michael is pissed about the fact that he got you know a 400 ipod for ryan and all he gets is this crappy oven mitt so he Turns it into a game of Yankee Swap slash Nasty Christmas slash White Elephant. And in our region of the U.S., we call it White Elephant. Is that what you call it? I know it is White Elephant, but is Yankee Swap actually a regional thing or did he just make that up? No, they're regional. Michael Schur wrote this and he put all three in the script because he knew that, that they were called like three different things. Oh, so other people would actually recognize what it was. Oh, yeah, I assumed it was him. Mad. I assumed it was him making up, like Michael Scott just making up nonsense. Oh no, uh-uh. Jim's teapot gets taken away from Pam, makes yeah. its way around the office. It ends up in Dwight's hands, and he wants to use it like a neti pot and like put it up his nose. <laughs> and no one has figured out that there are things inside of it. So there's like this tension the entire episode, because like secretly. There's all this stuff that Jim put in there for Pam. She gets the iPod, and she's like, it's an iPod. Like, I have to keep it. And then she ends up trading the iPod. And then she trades it. Oh, my God. Because Roy was going to get her one anyway. And then she gets the teapot back. What do you... There's so many questions in this episode Mm -hmm. that I want to ask you. All right. What... What do you think of Roy as a boyfriend in the in oh, the office the as a whole? Is he the worst? Yes. Why is he the worst? Because he's totally confident in himself. He's just that douchey kind of guy who's like all about bros. And and then he's like, she tells him, like, I got this iPod. He's like, oh, awesome. I was going to get that for you. Now I don't have to. And she's like, well, what are you going to get me instead? And he's like... I don't know, like a sweater. Like he's clearly taking her for granted. 
Okay, so you just don't like him because he's taking her kind of a little bit for granted. Because he doesn't seem yeah. like a jerk to me. He seems more like oblivious to a lot that's going He's definitely on. oblivious, but I think he has jerk tendencies. I mean, he and his brother, in another episode, his brother doesn't do well on selling his jet skis, and they're like, we're going to go get loaded. And Pam's like, well, you need to do stuff with me. You can't just go get loaded with your brother. We're going to a bar anyway. Mm-hmm. They go to the bar, and that's when they... She tells him yeah. that that she and Jim had kissed, and he freaks out and smashes glasses all over the bar and like destroys the bar. And his brother had to spend all of his jet ski money. Yeah, to, to, his to, brother's to... like stupid jet ski, just <laughs> <laughs> like throwing a glass at the mirror. Well, then okay, then then so Roy, we don't really like with Pam at least. Yeah, I mean, as, he as gets a... his comeuppance when she breaks up with him, and then he really wants her back and mm. realizes the mistake he made. But no, I mean, everyone roots for Jim and Pam. It's like well, the that, thing. That's the next question, though. What do we think of Jim? In, we love in, Jim. We love Jim. But we love Jim. You love Jim. So you love that another man is chasing an engaged woman. Yeah. He's not a man as much as he's like a 25-year-old. Man-child? Yes. It works. It just works the way they write it. Because they clearly have this chemistry, but she's in this relationship. You know, they're both apparently from Scranton. We assume Jim went to college. We're pretty sure Pam didn't. But they don't get into it ever. Their backstory is really... But we know because he then buys his parents' house in Scranton. So we know he grew up in Scranton. And, like, they just have the, the chemistry... And then Roy comes in and they do a good job of showing how Pam and Roy are not on the same page. Mm. And it's almost like kind of a, a like modern versus postmodern relationship. Like Pam and Roy should work. They're mm. like the, you know, working class, middle class, you know, he's works in the warehouse. She's a receptionist, you know, relationship. Mm. But then, Jim is this like smart aleck, you know, guy and they connect with each other and he wants to come in and, you know, take over and make Pam his. So is the whole story of Jim and Pam, does it really, is it a tragedy of timing? Could you call it that? Cause in the, I guess. Because it doesn't work. It's never a question of compatibility. It's always like a friendship that then like right at this point in the office, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like you said, Jack and Diane. Will yeah. they, won't they think? And then once... So it is timing, yeah. And, then, and circumstance. Well, and then later... Well, I, t- timing, circumstance, I guess I'm using interchangeably to, to some extent. Like, because then he comes back and he's dating Karen, right. another person. And mm-hmm. so it won't work then. And then she's I forget broken up with Roy. Yeah, and then I forget what happens after that. Do they get together after Karen? Or is yeah. there a weird... Okay. Yeah, we got to get into that later. We will. We will mm-hmm. in probably another one if this... But really quick, with this episode, Michael Schur wrote it. He created this with Greg Daniels. I didn't realize Michael Schur plays Moe's. Yeah, you didn't know that? That's Dwight's cousin. Yeah. I had no idea that was him. He's so young. Do you know how many other things he's attached to? Yeah, like a ton of stuff. Everything. If it's good, this guy wrote it. Yeah, The Good Place, Parks and Rec. Uh, What else? Well, you pretty much just named two of Of the the best. Yeah. (laughs) And then the guy who who directed the episode, Charles McDougal, according to uh, Wikipedia, he is should be my best friend as well because he has done Queer as Folk, Desperate Housewives. He won an Emmy for Desperate Housewives. The Tudors, 
Um, and then he did the pilot of The Good Wife. You love The Good Wife. <laughs> so, I mean, you, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. So you just got an all-star situation going on here. And then other fun facts. Um, Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, she was able to pick out the color of the teapot. And she chose teal oh. because her husband at the time, James Gunn, that was his favorite color. They have since divorced. He wrote and directed, or I don't know if he wrote, but he directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him? Wow, so, they were married? Yeah, they were married for 10 years. I did not know that. I know. It's crazy, huh? These are good facts that you're giving me. Thank you. This is <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I'm so smart. Oh, well, I'm glad that you're at least To have Wikipedia. read Wikipedia, yes. Um... And Michael Schur said that a lot of it is based on experiences he's had. And Greg Daniels' dad had um, the flashing situation at his former job. Um, Because at the end of the episode, Meredith gets very drunk, walks into Michael's office right as everyone's leaving, and just takes her shirt off. (laughs) Do you know there's a fan theory that Michael and Meredith hooked up? Really? Yeah, and if you it, there's a lot of fan theories within the office, but I, I was just reading that one the other night, and it doesn't have a ton of proof other than like little lines that you can grab things out of. Like at one point, hmm. Michael goes, I think, to Meredith's apartment and makes the comment, "I've never seen it in the daylight," hmm. and it's and it's little things like that throughout the interior series that you can kind of pick up that it's not anything yeah. crazy, crazy overt. Because mm-hmm. um, he was taking pictures with a digital camera the whole night. <sighs> And like ah, everybody, and then Todd Packer shows up and has a mistletoe attached to his belt, of course. Damn and right he does. within like 15 minutes, is like passed out on someone's desk. But apparently, all of the pictures from that camera were released online, and you can find them. Except they took the SD card out of the memory stick out of the camera when he took a picture of Meredith's boobs. Really? And they took the monitors out of the room and everything to like keep it so that no one could actually see her boobs and apparently she was wearing pasties Mm -hmm. but but steve carell said that he focused on her clavicle the whole time he's like i swear i wasn't staring at her boobs i wanted to stare at her clavicle because i just felt so bad about it (laughs) i feel like the impressions i've gotten of the actress that plays meredith Mm -hmm. just seeing fan fan photos of people taking photos with Mm -hmm. with her places she seems like she loves it i mean like she seems like she would be she seems like a comedian, like a true comedian. Like mm-hmm. She would get that that was a really funny bit to have in there, especially yeah. with Meredith's character being a drunk lush. Yeah. You know, so that, that's fantastic. Yeah. She um, said that it felt like it took 14 hours to shoot that scene. I was just like, oh, God, when is this going to stop? So through all this, I have seen The Office... I would say two to three times through all mm-hmm. the way. Like Comedy Central plays it, so I catch it a lot, you know, sure. sitting around on a Sunday it's hungover. It's on Netflix. Yeah, but it's also a great hangover show because they fought, you know, it's a, it's a sitcom. It follows like the same kind of beat, so you can fall asleep in one and be right back in another <laughs> like an hour and a half later and not miss really too much. Mm-hmm. I don't, and you're going to look at me crazy here, I don't really care for The Office that much. I like it. I enjoy it. And let me tell you why I don't think it resonates with me. Two distinct reasons. Because you never worked in an office? Bingo. There's one. I have worked in an office just like this. Okay. Like spot on. Let's get into that in a second. That is a series of questions for you. I've only worked in an office once. It was a tour guide office. And Mm -hmm. so I don't really count that. Mm -mm. Uh, But two. Two. Mm -hmm. So I have this thing in me 
that the minute something is too popular, yeah, I do I, that too. I have to hate it. I do it too, and regardless of quality. Yeah, and so I come back to things two or three years later, and then I'm like, hey, this is good. No, see, I don't do that. <laughs> Once it has the black spot on it for uh, me, I'm done. And see, so, I have to wait until it's lost its popularity, and then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, I like it. But for this, mm-hmm. when this was in, what, probably its fourth, fifth season was when we were in college? It started in 2005. Okay, so probably, so yeah, third, call it third season, would be our, like our senior. Yeah, the third season would be our senior. Yeah, so like third season, it was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I was in the business school at the time. Mm-hmm. By our senior year, everyone had done their internships. Everyone was coming into every class talking about, oh my God, the office is just like this internship I did. And I could not roll my fucking eyes hard enough. And I got so sick of hearing this shit about Jim and Pam and every other character. Oh, my boss at my internship was just like Michael. And I don't know why. Where did they do their internships? It was all over. Holy shit. Okay, so there's one. And Mm -hmm. I will will try to find it to show you. There was a guy that did an internship for Google and I still Google. vividly, re- yeah, yeah. And I still vividly remember he was on the our college um, like quarterly thing. Mm-hmm. He was on the cover of it, and it was a they did a photo shoot just for him. It was a big deal. He's a cool dude and all that. Mm-hmm. But the photo they did of him was one of the funniest things I've ever seen because it's him laying on a bunch of pillows that say Google, and it looks what? honest to God like a Playgirl shoot. It's I like need, a Burt Reynolds. I, situation. I don't know how I'm gonna find it. Why but is I that will on our? It. Colleges magazine. I don't know, but I remember when I saw it, I was like, dude, I got to tell you, this is cool. That's why the president got fired. I was like, this is (laughs) cool. I like that you did this, but this looks like it's out of play, girl. Where did you do your internship? I didn't do an internship. How'd you get away with that? Easily. But how? You didn't have to do one. It was just highly recommended. And I chose poorly. Why? Well, I mean, well, because I should have done one. I want to get in small business and entrepreneurship. My family Mm -hmm. had a small business in my head. Like that was good enough. Mm. Looking back, I really wish I had done one, but you know, Mm. here we sit, we make our choices. Like we talked about Mm. in the wedding date with Laura, you know, I guess we all choose our lives. Mm -hmm. We choose the dating life we have. And and the living (laughs) life we have. So tell, so you think, okay, so I guess keeping in with the rom-com aspect of this, did you ever work saying that, this show is like an office you worked in. Oh, yeah. Was there a Jim and Pam? No. Or have you ever worked in a setting where there was like an office romance? Because no. are office romances really a thing or are they manufactured like this? That's a good question. No, there was definitely no office romance. You know what? There was a guy who he literally worked there less than a year. And there was a girl who was brand new out of college, just a tiny little girl. And he definitely was like kind of hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And then he would go out and like, he had a Jeep Wrangler with the you no know, top, you know, and like played the box drums in a band. Oh yeah, and had a website. He was really cool. What was his name? I can't tell you. Oh God, no, no. Okay, was it something like? Was it like Skyler? No. And he was well. He was an army vet. Was it Chris? No. <sighs> Was it like a cool name at least? Can you just say if Aaron, it was a cool name? It was oh god, that was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> it was gonna. I, it was honestly. It was gonna go Chad, Ryan, Aaron. Oh, wow. those were my next three lined up. Huh. Well, <sighs> he bullshitted his way into a job in San Diego and moved out there, and then I oh think hell yeah, Aaron belongs out there. That fairly quickly, but he was around long enough to go to our Christmas party, and. He sat between me and this girl and 
was like kind of hitting on both of us, but definitely like focused on her, but trying to like keep me in the loop to make it seem like he wasn't so threatening. Yeah, that's a strategy. And I was like, you are just too much, buddy. And it didn't work at all. And then he left. (laughs) 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 It was fun. (laughs) When I worked in the, the tour guide office, I never really... Looking back, there were a couple girls in there that I was really friendly with that mm-hmm. I probably could have had. Like, they, like we were really chummy, and I was just, again, college Justin, whatever. That was a train mm-hmm. wreck. Uh, but I remember one girl came in for, like, her tour guide training or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was just talking to her like normal. And my buddy Kate comes up out of nowhere and is like, hey, I'm going to cock block you. Quit hitting on her on her first day. And I just uh... sat there, like, because Kate was older. Like, I think I was a sophomore at this point. She was, like, mm-hmm. a fifth-year senior, and she loved fucking with me and mm-hmm. just Cool. I mean, I'm still friends with her. Great, great lady. But she got such lady. joy. Woman. I don't know. Fuck Kate. Uh, but she got such joy out of doing that and then just walking away and letting me mm. st- sit there and like, I don't know what to do now. Uh, mm. so That's the, the worst that you could do is clam up. You got to just move through it. You got to oh, push through no, it. No, at that point, I didn't realize that snow plowing through something is the way to go. Yeah. Oh, no, I just panicked. Oh. And I, I probably got clammy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back to this episode. Mm. The whole episode revolves around where this teapot is going. And, you know, at the end, it ends up back in Pam's hands. And then Jim realizes she has it. And she's like, yeah, well, Roy was going to get me an iPod anyway, or, or will be getting me an iPod anyway. So I traded with Dwight and Jim's like, well, what you don't know is that there are things inside of it. And he grabs, he had put a note secretly in an envelope in the box with the teapot. And when she's looking into the teapot itself for the other things, he sneaks the note out and sticks it in his back pocket. And it was a note to clearly say like how he felt. Well, they they never said exactly what the note said. But yes, yes Tom, we can because infer. they come back in in season nine. Wait, do they, they come back to it? Yeah. Oh, do they do in season nine? Really, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it does say, do they, yeah. do they say expressly what it said in it or they just basically say, like they don't read it? I didn't watch that episode. Oh, okay. So I don't know. But it does, they do address the fact that it said that he liked her. What do you think made him change his mind? That, like, she'd been talking about Roy yeah. and all that and like... Eh, this isn't the time. I think it was like he was going to do it. It was going to be perfect. He was going to give her her present, and that was it. And then all this shit went down when the the teapot went all over the place. I think he was just so happy to be able to retrieve that note yeah. out of there. So, again, going back to Jim. Mm-hmm. So, so you're okay with how he plays this and that he knows, like... yeah. Isn't it, you don't think it's selfish for him to put that out there to her, knowing the situation she's in? Like, he's unburdening himself, but then placing a burden on her? Or do you think he's, oh, it's I okay because he, he's I that think confident? Been close for long enough that he knows that Roy is not the right guy for her. Yeah. You know? Have you ever had that transition in your life from friendship to, like, hmm. I mean, because, like, I have, for sure. And I date I dated a girl that I was friends with uh, from like college. Was mm-hmm. friends with her for probably three four years, mm-hmm. and then it progressed. You know, progressed, and I ended up dating her for probably four five six years. Yeah, hmm. so I I have done that transition. 
so I know it's kind of an interesting one. Yeah. And then, but then what happens in that instance, it works out, but then you can't like go back. You can't, you don't put Pandora back in the box. Yeah. You can't be friends again. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can't be friends ever again, but it's like, you basically got to stop talking for a little well, bit. Well, in an office I don't know. that small. Yeah. It's a bold move. He's playing with fire and I just, he's got to be pretty damn sure of himself. Yeah. I don't really like her. Well, when you're day in and day out, the closest Mm. person to the receptionist, and that's like all you do at this boring ass job. Mm. I don't know. So, what do you think when he gave her the note? What was his? What was like his upside? Do you think he expected her to just be like, "We're dating now, goodbye, Roy." His feelings. Mm. I mean, that's what you gotta. With no expectations attached, you just kind of dive in. Yeah, because he does it later in the season. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, at the end of season two and says, I'm in love with you. And she's like, uh, timing's not right. And I'm with Roy. I just, that's so heartbreaking to me, this idea of I've had people that in my life I don't talk to because like, you know, we break up and one of us doesn't like the other one or we're mismatched. Mm-hmm. I've never had a someone... The idea of not talking to someone because we both like each other too much and the timing's wrong, that hmm. breaks my heart to con- to yeah. think about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that just, that, and that's kind of what he's tiptoeing here. And that just, mm-hmm. I was staring at this. I'm like, oh my God, that would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's what I got out of Missed it. Missed connections. Well, and even just, you know, they come back for time. But just that idea of like, oh no, he may not be able to talk to her really as much, but he's trying, mean, good for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having the guts. Yeah. Do you like early gym or old gym? Like early beginning? Gym. You like early gym I over late season? Early gym. Really? Why? You like his, that it's he has like so the wings young or? And sweet and like, I don't know, hapless. I just love him. Although I love John Krasinski anyway. He's wonderful. Okay. So you like The Office. I like The Office enough and have seen it a ton. Mm-hmm. But can a TV show be. A romantic comedy? Are we considering I is the episode a romantic comedy? In the traditional way. Okay. No, I don't think unless you have like a capsule episode that tells a, a you know beginning to end story, mm-hmm. I don't think that just one episode can be a rom com. Okay. But there are episodes that can be way more romantic comedy as we'll see in the next episode we're gonna do because they really further the plot of this storyline along. And what The Office does, it has, you know, it's a it's an ensemble cast, so it has a lot of um, things going on at the same time, but one of them is always Jim and Pam's story. That's, like, what it is. It's, like, Michael does something silly, Dwight's doing something insane, Jim and Pam are doing their thing. That's usually, like, how the storylines go, and then, like, Kelly and Ryan are do so you know there's just funny other ancillary things going on but like there's no specific meet cute they already knew each other at the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode and at the beginning of the entire tv show mm-hmm. um but there certainly is a conflict they can't be together because she's with Roy and the soundtrack is just that awesome intro music that my one-year-old dances to every single time. Can you play time. that on piano? I didn't mean to ask you. Oh my gosh, why haven't I learned? I can and I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will find it and I will do it because June will freak out. I want to see that. 
Yeah. Oh, can I also make another request for a song for you to learn? Yeah. Uh, a friend used to do this at parties in high school. Okay. And if you learn it, I would like you to teach it to me. Okay. But he would just be talking to people and slowly sit down at the piano and open it. And as he's talking, he would start playing the Jurassic Park theme. Oh, geez. And it was the best conversation filler <laughs> ever. Like, na, 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 na. So please learn that. Okay. I can play Let It Be. People like that. Ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't know if there's Some, a montage in this episode. Yeah, I don't. I don't think a lot of the tropes from the movies will apply to. I don't the know shows. the jobs of the protagonists. I think is pretty fun. Yeah, receptionist and salesperson. When I think that'll Scranton, Pennsylvania location. Yeah, that's an important I'm tr- location. I'm trying to think of other romantic comedy. I guess I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but other romantic comedy type shows so like cheers is obviously coming to mind as one mm-hmm. and same thing like boston and that bar yeah and the fact that they're bartenders they're very okay. specific locations wings is the same way yeah but that's more of, see but that's less of an element that's more of an element of it being a sitcom comedy yeah that's true then i guess a romantic comedy in and of itself but mm-hmm. yeah but it's but present. people come back to these because they make you laugh, but they also come back to it because of they touch your heart. Yeah, and the and the ongoing tension of the romance. And a lot of people thought that when Jim and Pam spoiler spoiler here, when Jim and Pam eventually do get together, that the show would be over. But they do a really good job, I thought, of keeping the show very much alive yeah i didn't care for some of the stuff in the later season where they oh it gets weird at the end well and they like insinuate one of them cheated but they don't yeah. really i mean that's I be, that's jumping the track once yeah. michael leaves the show's not really the same show anymore mm-hmm. i mean michael was the heart and soul of that show but you know in their heyday mm-hmm. we're talking in like the breadbasket of so then what would you say as as we continue looking at these, is it that it concentrates just kind of on an element of that couple's relationship, like a, a point in time of it? Because like this is obviously quintessential like flirting stage, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to. I mean, that I think that's the crux of how a rom-com is different from a TV sitcom. TV sitcoms can sit in that area of suspension and drama for years mm-hmm. to keep a TV sitcom going that a rom-com can't do. You know, a rom-com can say these people have known each other for years, but they have to get into the real heart of the relationship in order to make a successful movie, you know, yeah. and what's keeping them apart and what brings them together and how it ends. You know, that's, that's the rom-com. Whereas the sitcom is the long view, you know, and we're living in that beginning part, which I love because there's so much possibility and will they, won't they, and la la la, they're so cute, but they can't be together, but it's amazing, and la la la, you know? You know what? What? Another just how we're talking about how it takes you know it's it takes a snippet but it can blow what would be 10 minutes in a movie gets blown up in like several seasons mm-hmm. what about the one that took it and made an entire tv show out of it how what? i met your mother oh yeah that, that's a that's, that's true that's literally just the first 20 minutes of a romantic comedy but it's an entire what six or seven yeah seven uh that's true season series okay so then are we gonna with the movies we say 
is the movie a romantic comedy? Are we saying is the episode a romantic comedy? Are we saying is the series more of a romantic comedy than uh than not? I mean, yeah. how, how are we going to choose to look at these and recommend to people or give people our, our stand up? I think we can say both. I would say... Gosh. I would say in both instances that romance plays a leading role in in well I would say romance plays a really important leading role in the sitcom itself The Office this episode itself that's I think what what pushes the plot forward is the romance so I guess that yeah because if we didn't have that tension about where the hell that teapot is going Mm -hmm the episode wouldn't be nearly as interesting, you know, like everyone's keeping track of that teapot. And as a, whatever 20 year old girl or 21 year old girl, I was very invested in Jim and Pam's relationship and what was going on. And a lot of times I find a lot more humor in it, watching it now than I think I did back then because I found Michael annoying and just wanted more of like what was going on with Jim and Pam what are they doing? You know, whereas now I, I, I think I appreciate it a little bit more, especially having freaking lived in that world for so long. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Sarah, I, I think that was a pretty good, yeah. a pretty good job for a well, first what do you think? mini episode. Um, I think this episode, the teapot specifically, is less of a romantic comedy than it lives in my memory. Because mm. as I was as I was thinking of it, yeah. I remembered the entire episode being like about the teapot, teapot based. Yeah. And then I watched it. And I'm like, a big chunk of this is mm-hmm. Michael just trying to say how, how good to of a yell. present he got yeah. and get everybody drunk and all that. Yeah. There's maybe only about three to four minutes of teapot in this. Yeah, there's not a ton. But like you said, that's the crux that you keep wanting to come back to. Mm. That's what makes you invested in it. So I guess by virtue of, you know, it being a comedy and the romantic relationship keeping me invested in an otherwise, I guess, mostly unremarkable story. Yeah, yeah. it's just but without that, it would just be like a ho-hum, you know, comedy episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I'd say, yeah. The romance elevates it. It does. <laughs> I think that was pretty good, Sarah, for a first too. kind of commute episode. So Yeah, we did it. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe we'll try that again sometime. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know if you uh, have any opinions on... Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam. And Jim's f- hair and Pam's hair, especially in the early seasons. I have a note about that that we didn't get to. Oh, okay. We can get to that another time. Yeah. Let us know if you think Jim's a good guy or not. Right. Yeah. All right. I had fun, Sarah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope you had fun, too. Au revoir. Goodbye. <laughs>